This is Dr. Rob Harder with the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast, Making Your World Better. What does it take to be an effective nonprofit leader today? What are the biggest challenges? What are the biggest obstacles? How should nonprofits fundraise in an economy that is constantly changing? All of these reasons combined led me to start this show. And it's my hope that through this series, people can learn not only what it takes to be an effective nonprofit organization, but to hear from effective leaders who are successfully making a positive impact in their communities. We hope you enjoy the show as together we hear how they are making their world better. Ever wonder who makes sure your nonprofit's website works as it should? Or who makes sure that when someone types in your nonprofit's web address into Google, that they actually make it to your website? and not to a site that explains all the many languages Tolkien used in the original Lord of the Rings. Well, my guest today is John Nevitt, President and CEO of the Public Interest Registry, or PIR. In short, the PIR is a nonprofit organization created to manage the entire .org domain. Their goal is this, to empower through the internet those who are dedicated to improving our world. I think you will enjoy this behind-the-scenes tour with those who make sure your nonprofit's website works like it should. Well, John, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for inviting me. You bet. You know, as I mentioned in my introduction, you are the CEO of the Public Interest Registry, which is a nonprofit organization. And your mission at PIR is this, to empower through the internet those who are dedicated to improving our world. As long as you have a mission, we can help you make it go live online. Great mission statement, by the way. I love it. Uh, this podcast that I have started is dedicated to those who are seeking to make the world better, right? I've mentioned that many times. So my listeners can understand what you do in practical terms. To start out with, why don't you just explain for the average everyday person, what exactly is the Public Interest Registry and how does it work? Thanks, Rob. Uh, so the Public Interest Registry is, is what's called the registry operator for the .org top-level domain. And most people know .org. It's the global home for communities, organizations, and individuals seeking to transform the world, essentially. If, you, if you're looking to do good on the internet, you're most likely going to be on a .org. So, for example, this podcast's website is on a .org. So you're the nonprofit leadership podcast.org, and we manage the .org registry. And so what does that mean? It means we do two things. One, we control the database that says that this name converts to this IP address that's recognized on the internet. So the nonprofit leadership podcast.org has an, a unique identifier, an IP address that's recognized on the internet. And we keep that address book, essentially a phone book for the internet for .org. So that's one thing. The second thing is that we make sure that when someone types a .org name in their browser or clicks on a link to a .org name, that it resolves to the correct address and to the correct website. So if someone clicks on, on your site or types in your site on the browser, that it'll, we make sure that it goes to the, to your site and that you can be found. So, you know, that's what a registry operator does in, in, in relatively simple terms. Each top level domain has a different registry operator. And so .org has one, .com has one, .edu has one, .us, .uk, all the top-level domains out there each have a registry operator that functions in this capacity. We're different because a couple of reasons. One, we operate .org, which we think is the best 
top-level domain because of the semantic we meaning. Agree. We agree. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank you. And hopefully your listeners do as well. So we operate that great space called .org and all the mission-driven entities and people who are using .org. And then we also, as you mentioned before, we're a nonprofit ourselves. So while we sell domain names through our registrar channel, GoDaddy, Network Solutions, Name.com, and all the other uh, wonderful registrars out there, 60 cents for every of every dollar that we take in goes to another nonprofit called the Internet Society. And so the Internet Society provides helps provide access to the Internet around the world. So even in the United States, there are places where you don't have good access to the Internet. So they help with that. They help with making sure we have a free and open Internet, Internet governance issues. So to improve the functionality and the protection of the Internet, we, we help fund the Internet Society, and they do their great work. So we're a nonprofit for that reason, and we're also a nonprofit because we have our own mission and the mission that you mentioned before. And one of our missions is to help nonprofits succeed on the Internet. So we'll talk about, I'm sure later, uh, our uh, learning center and all the things that we do to help nonprofits succeed. So it's a great job. It's a great organization, and we get to deal with great, great people. Okay. Now, out of curiosity, how big is your staff? I mean, how many people does it take to manage this registry? Yeah, that's a great question. We, we outsource some of it. So we have a very small staff. It's about 40, 40 plus people in four different countries. And then a lot of our technology is, is outsourced. So we have probably have another 50 to 100 that help us out through that. So it takes about, you know, a fair number of people to, to do what we do. And we have a great team, a great group, and we're just mission driven ourselves. So it, 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 we love supporting everyone who uses the .org and all the great work that they do. Okay, now this may be a dumb question, but worst case, say you are not in existence, what happens to the .org domain? So for example, would this be a case where if someone was trying to access my website, for example, the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast website, so they go to Google and they type in Nonprofit Leadership Podcast, but instead of going to my website, they get redirected to a site about underwater basket weaving. I mean, what would happen exactly if you didn't exist? Yeah, absolutely. It could uh, direct to the wrong site. It could not work. You know, you just get a, an error message or anything like that. So the, the internet is dependent on, on various critical uh, internet infrastructure entities and a domain name registry, which is what we are, is, is certainly one of them. Excellent. Now, you have already shared a bit about this, but what does it mean exactly to manage this domain? Are there other elements to this that you do on a daily basis, say? Well, absolutely. For example, when there's abuse, which unfortunately on the internet, there's often malfeasance and sometimes abuse. So, you know, whether it's phishing attack or farming or botnets or any kind of illegal behavior like that, you know, we help protect the namespace. We help protect protect.org and uh, make sure that it could stay as a, a trusted environment, a trusted platform for uh, for your listeners and, and everyone else who's using it. So that's one, you know, one thing is, that, is our work on anti-abuse. We also help promote the .orgs and the .org community. So, for example, we have a, a program that help, helps support .orgs around the world. We help celebrate them and their success. So while we provide a platform for them, they do the, they do the great work. We just help provide them with a platform. And, you know, so we have a .org Impact Award program. We started it last year. We had an in-person event last year. This year, obviously, with the pandemic, we uh, moved an online event. And so we moved to uh, what we call the 10 Days of .org. So each day, 
for 10 days, we celebrated a different category of .orgs. We got over 500 nominations and we had a panel of judges, both internal to PIR, public interest registry, and external uh, independent judges. And maybe, maybe next year you, you might want to be a judge. And then be fun. We, we looked, yeah, it's great. And we looked at uh, different topics in different areas like combating coronavirus or fighting hunger or championing equality, equity, and inclusion, education, safer internet, things like innovation, things like that. So we help promote the .orgs and people in the .org community using .org, which is, again, a a great part of our job. We'll be right back. Hey, friends. Thanks so much for listening to the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, I want to make sure you're aware of a whole group of other episodes with fascinating guests that I previously interviewed. Just go to our website, nonprofitleadershippodcast.org. There you'll find numerous interviews of nonprofit leaders from all over the country and even from different countries, all trying to make their world better. I also want to encourage you to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with others. This will help us get this great content out to more nonprofit leaders just like you. Now, finally, if you want to get my monthly email update that contains more resources in addition to these episodes, it's really easy. Just go to my website at nonprofitleadershippodcast.org and simply type your email address in the top right-hand box, and you'll be added to our monthly email update. And this way, you'll never miss any of the interviews or extra content from this show. And if you have any questions or comments, do not hesitate to email me. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. Now, one of the things I found that was really fun is that you have come up with different awards for various .org nonprofits who are really making a difference. And I definitely believe that it's always a good thing to recognize organizations that are doing great work. So what are these awards and how do you go about selecting winners? I bet that's a pretty difficult task. It is because, you know, we get the best of the best that, that get nominated. And I'd encourage everyone listening to go to orgimpactawards.org. You can see the types of organizations that won this year and were nominated. Uh, we had, again, over 500 nominations for, for 10 awards. And each award contained a, uh, a cash donation of anywhere between five dollars and $30,000 for the organization to do with what it wants to. And, wow, um, that's great. Yeah, it was great. And, um, you know, so it's giving back to the, the community that support that we help support. So again, that's another, as opposed to a for profit that might sell domain name services, we give back. We give to the Internet Society. We give back to the, um, the community at large. And then we, again, uh, we had a panel of judges look at all the nominations. You know, we had organizations, the .org of the Year Award went to an, an amazing organization called Days for Girls International. They provide menstruation services. So uh, essentially in Africa, they don't have the same level of uh, disposable pads. So they, they create reusable pads that girls and women could use. And then during the pandemic, they launched two campaigns. One, masks for millions. So they were able to provide masks for the population there. And then also an inter- interestingly named campaign, periods don't pause for pandemics. You know, we had 10 different winners and 50 different finalists and, you know, 500 different nominees. And I wish I could talk about all of them because the, the winners, again, were the best of the best. We had a young volunteer who set up a, a nonprofit, Kayla Cares for Kids. And Kayla started this nonprofit when she was 11 years old. 
She was in the hospital and she realized that there was a need. And now her organization provides thousands of gifts to kids who are in various hospitals around around the country in in the U.S. So org is global. So we, we try to do good throughout the world. And Kayla works in the U.S. and helps with kids in, in, in the hospital. Another example of a great .org and, and one we should and, and, and luckily are able to celebrate. Now, one of the main goals for this podcast that I host is to not only highlight great nonprofits around the country and world, for that matter, and celebrate them, but it's also my goal to provide great content on this show so that my listeners can really walk away feeling that they've learned something new or learned something important. So what I've learned that in addition to the awards you're providing, you've also invested in learning centers as a part of what you do. Uh, Talk about why you've created these learning centers and how can my listeners benefit from these learning centers? Yeah, uh, uh, thanks for that question, Rob. So essentially, as part of our nonprofit mission and helping nonprofits succeed on the internet, we built a .org learning center, part of our education and outreach efforts. And it's a portal that provides a wide range of content to help .org community members establish their internet presence, thrive online, and, you know, as they work to make their communities a better place. It's interesting, when I started in this job a couple of years ago, I, I looked for a nonprofit leadership training and see if I could find a class on that. And at the same time, I thought about, well, who helps train the nonprofit leaders who are working on the internet? Who helps, you know, they might be working on safe water or protecting the mangroves or whatever whatever the great mission that they're working on, but they're not experts on on the internet and how to succeed on the internet. And so, you know, we decided to create a learning center to help nonprofits succeed. So what, we have great content, whether we have videos, we have articles. So if, as you're starting out a nonprofit, or even if, if you're already in a successful nonprofit, you know, how do you build your brand? How do you communicate your mission? How do you blog? How do you leverage social media? How do you tell your story during the pandemic? There's an article on that. You know, uh, we, we did a, an in-person event last year where we had various panels. One of the panels was how to avoid infringement. And the uh, Red Cross came down and, and led led that panel. And so every time there's a natural disaster, for example, there'll be pop-up sites, and hopefully not on .org, but in uh, maybe some of the other top-level domains where where they try to collect money fraudulently. And they pretend that they're from the Red Cross or some other relief organization. And so how do you protect against that? How do you protect against someone stealing your brand and, and acting as if they're, you know, that organization? Things like that where, you know, most nonprofits won't have that expertise, but we're able to help mm-hmm. them with that. So we're, we're very proud of that. We had a .org community forum and the, um, the .org Learning Center is called learning.org, O-R-G, learningcenter.org. Well, I really love your emphasis to provide more resources and training to nonprofit leaders. I'm all about that. Now, as you look at what you've accomplished at PIR and what you have in terms of plans for the future, what is the most important thing you want my listeners to take away? Yeah, the, there's a distinction between .org and, and every other top-level domain. When, you, when you're when you on a .org, it invokes trust and people recognize it. It's instant credibility. Our brand is in all of your brands. So if you're branding a nonprofit leadership podcast.org, our, our .org is in your brand, and it's all of our .org. You know, we want to do the most we can do to make sure we have quality registrations, quality domains on the .org, that people are using them, people are doing good. You know, we believe that the more and uh, stronger .org that, that there are, the world will be a better place. 
So everything we could do to enhance that and to encourage people to to use .org and how do we celebrate them? You mentioned it earlier. I think uh, we do have very similar positions in that we're both celebrating .org, helping .org, and other nonprofits. And it's very fulfilling. It's uh, it's a great mission, and I know I and my, my staff are very excited and, and empowered to to help through our education and outreach efforts. If .org succeed around the world, uh, again, the world will be a better place. So uh, that, that's our that's our goal for for next year and the year after and the year after that. Well, you know, you have a unique perspective because you work with nonprofits all over the world. For, so from what you've seen in regards to how COVID has impacted not just your organization and other nonprofits, how do you anticipate COVID impacting nonprofits for years to come? Yeah, that's a great question. So we saw an actual uh, spike in registrations once the pandemic started. I think especially this year with everything going on, some, some more nonprofits were created. And, but at the same time, some nonprofits are struggling. So what can we do to help them? You know, it's just like the business world where some businesses probably have, have done okay during the pandemic where others, you know, travel and restaurants and uh, businesses like that uh, have suffered. And we need to help those who have, who have benefited or have done okay need to help the, the, those who haven't. So, you know, we're in a position where some the some .orgs, especially the ones in our victory group of the .org Impact Awards, some are doing better than others and promoting them, helping them. Long term, we see the light at the end of the tunnel at this point, uh, hopefully. And, you know, some of them have been able to pivot successfully. You know, one of our winners in the Fighting Hunger and Poverty group was called Food for Free. And it's a group up in Boston that helped, you know, provide homeless shelters and other other folks who need and with food insecurity. A lot of opportunities on the nonprofit side obviously were created by the pandemic. And, and again, the more we could support them and help them, the better. Well, thanks again, John, for this. Uh, how can people find out more about you and your work? Where would you send them? Yeah, thank you. So you could go to uh, .org Impact Awards to learn about our winners. You could learn about us through our orglearningcenter.org. You could follow us at Oregon Action on Twitter. We also have a program called, called .org Stories where we feature a, a nonprofit every couple of weeks. And so you can learn more about uh, other nonprofits and what they're doing. Again, the, le- the Learning Center is probably the best place because that's where you can get some great content and resources. And we're, we're constantly improving those. We have some videos that explain how the internet works and how the domain name system works. So if, if anything I said was confusing, hopefully those videos will, will help solve the uh, that problem for, for folks. Well, once again, thanks so much for all you do to make sure all of our collective websites are working as they should. John, thanks for being on the show and sharing your insights with us. Thank you, Rob. Thanks for all you do. And thank you for your listeners. I appreciate it. Hey, friends, I wanted you to know that this podcast can be found on both iTunes and Spotify. If you're wondering how to find it, just type in the words Nonprofit Leadership Podcast, and this podcast should show up. We also encourage you, when you go on iTunes, let us know what you think. Give us a review. Give us a rating. We would love to hear what you think of this podcast, and your feedback will help expand this podcast to get it out to as many people as possible. You can also find other resources and interviews of past guests on my website, nonprofitleadershippodcast.org. Again, that website is non nonprofitleadershippodcast.org. 
Thanks again for listening. And until next time, keep making your world better.